Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Begin by Beginning. I'll explain in a moment. Begin by Beginning is a podcast dedicated to helping you get out of your own way and into your own way, helping you and I to live a little bit more happily ever now, to live a little bit more of our best life, however each of us defines that, starting immediately. With each episode, I endeavor to offer observations, tips, tools, strategies, things you can start using right away to live a little bit more of that happily ever now. My name is Brian Perry. I'm a singer-songwriter, author of the book, The Myth of Certainty and Other Great News, speaker, copywriter, and that guy who writes on the back of his car. Today's episode is called Moving Forward, for lack of a better name. Um, and, and what makes it special is it's actually, it's a conversation between me and my friend, the Reverend Melanie Eyre, who is the spiritual leader of a community called the One World Spiritual Center, which is a, a many paths, one God sort of community that I have the privilege and honor of getting to speak at um, relatively frequently. Um, and they're a wonderful community and I'm grateful um, to, to be a part of them um, and to have the opportunity to serve them. Uh, anyway, Melanie had reached out to me in the days following the, uh, this word, but it's the truth, is the insurrection, the riots, um, the violence that occurred up on Capitol Hill. Um, and she reached out that Friday evening wrestling with the message for the coming Sunday. And she asked me if I would be up for, and I immediately said yes, but up for instead of her doing a traditional message, if the two of us would hop on a call and just do a Zoom call and record that, and just have a conversation and see what emerged, what emerges rather. And what emerged for us and for me, I would say, thanks to her insights, thanks to the insights that emerged in our conversation, was a, a conversation that for me was really transformative, really healing, really powerful, and ultimately seemed to center around what is moving forward look like. So what I've done here is I've extracted the audio from that edited version of the conversation. So you'll hear some awkward transitions occasionally because it is an edited down version of the conversation. But I've extracted the audio here and I'm offering it to you now as a podcast episode. And um, I hope you find it holds something for you. I hope it find it holds something healing for you um, as we all seek to navigate this unprecedented moment in all of our lives. So without further ado, um, allow me to offer this conversation with the Reverend Melanie here called Moving Forward. Thanks for listening. All right, here we are. So welcome. And we are doing something a little different today. You can see it's me, but it's also Brian with a wonderful beard. He's sitting in his cabin in North Georgia. <laughs> and I have asked Brian to come on with me today just to have a conversation about how we go forward, how we're doing, um, the events of the last week or couple months, and just how we move forward into 2021 and any other wonderful thoughts that come up. Because I always enjoy my conversations with Brian. They are always exciting and different and he leaves me with much to think about and much to laugh about because he is a funny guy. So Brian, <laughs> welcome. Well, hello. I'm, I'm so glad you thought to do this. And, uh, and I, you know, it's, it's a week that it's, um, well, that, that that sort of confounds the brain when you're trying to sit down and figure out what can you say in sort of a uh, coherent and codified way that can be of use to people. So I think 
conversation is the answer to going forward. And uh, this is a great opportunity to, to um, imperfectly step into that. You know, it's funny Thank because you. you just said conversation is the way forward. And we're kind of modeling, in a sense, the way forward. Because that's, we're having a yeah. conversation. And that's the way we're going to move forward. I feel like it is. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it is. Well, one of my questions as I said, you know, it was funny because I was sitting yesterday preparing a talk and I thought just sometimes when I have difficulty preparing a talk and it's just not going anywhere, I'm thinking this is the wrong talk. And so that's yeah. what prompted me to call you and say, I think we just need to have a discussion just to have a, just to have a conversation on how we're feeling um, and what our thoughts are on going forward. I got to tell you, for me, this has been a week, especially since Wednesday of just real distraction. I've just, sure. You know, my if I was going to give a talk, my first thought would have been, my first comment would have been, it's just a miracle y'all have a talk because I have found it so hard to pull my attention away from watching what is in what is unfolding. It, it's yeah. been like watching yeah. a train wreck in slow motion. It's horrible. It's heart sickening. It's deplorable, and it's in a sense just mesmerizing. You can't almost pull your attention away from it. So I've been yeah. very, um, in addition to you know the personal tragedies that have been going on with my family with the various folks becoming very ill and passing away. It's just been quite a few days. You know, I think Melanie, just up front that there's, you, you've already demonstrated something that's a value to consider. And that is when you're working on the talk, you were feeling resistance, that it wasn't, it wasn't jiving. It wasn't landing where you wanted it to. And I think that's useful for everybody. I think that that resistance is information. Yeah. Um, if we're willing to listen to it, I know when you and I were talking yesterday, um, that that willingness was something that came up a lot. And, and I also think it's really valuable this week in particular to remind each other as we try and move through um, the motions of our lives that this isn't overwhelming. Just it's just it's just math. You know, I mean, you just look at your life. It's just math. Two plus two equals four. You got all the things going on. You've got the things going on in your own personal life, the tragedies that you all have been have been uh, sadly dealing with. It, it, we have a turnover of the new year. We have all these transitions that are happening all at once. I, as I've been saying for, it feels like the last 12 months, if you're not overwhelmed, you're not paying attention. If you are overwhelmed, that's just math. That just makes sense to me. Yeah. So given, I mean, it, it just seems to me, given that this overwhelm, um, one of you, one of the things you said yesterday really struck with me, and we're gonna, I'm, I'm sure we're going to refer to stuff we talked about yesterday, but one I of the things you. you said was, as we move forward, people need to keep assuring themselves that they are enough, because mm. one of the things that strikes us in these moments, we sit in our homes and we think, what can I do? What can I possibly do, given the chaos and the pain and the uncertainty, and it makes us feel a bit insufficient. It makes us feel uncertain, off balance, and unaware that there's anything that we can do. Right? Doesn't it though? I mean, don't, don't just not feel yeah. that way. There, there's this palpable sense of uh, the way I I put it is uh, this is this uh, God this drumbeat that's in my been in my head since like late last February, early March, of of put me in, coach. <laughs> you know. What what can I do? I think and I think it's it sort of makes sense when there's profound upheaval in our lives. There's a fundamental need to try and stabilize it. 
but there's also just, I think, as people of faith, um, there's this desire to be um, a broker of peace, somehow be a, a part of a solution um, to ease the suffering and the pain of that, that we're seeing everyone deal with on some level. Yeah. You know. Well, there is that need, but then the question becomes, how do we do that? Because part of the and part of the problem is, at least for me, I feel if I can't fix anything, it's almost not worth. You know, I, I'm not sure I can do anything. You know, because we mm. see such global, such massive need here and everywhere. I think, my God, I'm just overwhelmed by all the need. But then I think maybe what I do is just take a step forward where I am right now. You know, maybe I just display love to the next person. I would say I meet, but I'm not meeting a whole lot of people these days. So maybe the next person I talk to, the next person I interact with, I just concentrate. It's like you with your hula hoop, which I don't see in this shot, very disappointing. But it's, <laughs> what can I control now? What, what's even a small light? What small light can I shine right now? Starting with on myself to let myself know that there are things I can do. There are changes I can make. There are steps I can take. Moving into the larger circle of folks I impact. Uh, and you and I have talked about this a lot. I, I think that's ultimately what it is. I think that's, that uh, it's, it's sort of poetic um, that a lot of this upheaval that we've been, upheaval, what an under, what but that doesn't even come close to the mark, does it? Uh, but but the but the, the what we've been experiencing—it's it's poetic that it would happen right around New Year, when we're generally in a place of self-examination and trying to figure out what will make us more happy and what, what more fulfilled or and it, and more of who. It's also a time of passage from yes. to the next. Yes, and, and what what will make us more of that person we think we should be, and, and I and I think though that it, you and I've talked about this repeatedly that my read of the great teachers that I've read thus far um, consistently is not, hey, the thing is you have to get a giant law passed or you have to get a, you know, a, if, if you don't get this team of leaders installed, you're failing. They consistently over and over and over had some degree of the same Gandhian sort of message of be the change you wish to see in the world. And as I've said repeatedly, that's a yeah. very personal directive. That is not a, that's, that's what the hula hoop's about. It's, here's the great news. All that upheaval, all that discomfort you're feeling, you're only, you're feeling it here in that hula hoop, um, which is also the only place that you can do anything about it, Emily. You know, when you and I were talking yesterday, we were talking, I was talking about a, an analogy I was drawing between this period and what Karen Armstrong calls the first axial age. Well, actually, she's not the first one to call it that, but, but. Uh, Kari Aspers called it that, but it's it's the time between um, 800 and 200 BCE where there was such a massive shift in human consciousness. It was the time of the beginning of all the great consciousness movements, which we still celebrate. It was the time of Buddha and Lao Tzu and Confucius and the Hebrew prophets, the growth of monotheism, the growth of Greek rationalism. It was a flowering of consciousness that had never before happened. And the point that I was making was that it grew in each instance out of massive turbulence. It grew yes. out of conflict. It grew out of pain and violence and uncertainty. And what it did, and that's what's so similar to this time now, what it did is it forced a reckoning of people to think this change needs to come from within me. 
the flowering that is all those faith traditions, that is all that beautiful wisdom grew out of pain and chaos and uncertainty. And that to me is a message, even as we live through this, is a message of such profound hope. I remember it well. Those are good. Those are good times. Now, um, I, I, <laughs> now, now, I, I, you're, you're absolutely right, and and it's that is how it happens. That is, it is through upheaval. As I said to you, I, I, there was a friend of mine, Mary Simpson, who's a, an energy healer, um, and uh, well, just an amazing human, and we were talking about you know, moving more into the things that you want in your life. It was a different time. This was years and years ago. But she was making the comments that I've heard heard made elsewhere as well, but it just really landed for me at that moment. I was like, you know what I really want? I want this. And I just, I finally declared that deepest longing in my heart. And she went, cool, duck. That's <laughs> great, duck. And, 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 yeah, she said, it went, once you actually give voice to that thing you really want, duck, because it doesn't come from the same. It comes from upheaval. Uh, it comes from massive upheaval. That's where the changes that we want in our lives personally and in our lives more collectively, they always come from profound upheaval. They don't come from incremental. No, um, once we state uh, that intention... We don't know where it's going. I gave, I think I gave you the example yesterday of Unity teacher Paul Hasselbeck, who was in a marriage who, you know, he said he wrote was unhappy. And he said, I really want a happy relationship. Give me a happy relationship. And the first thing that happened is he got divorced. Because <laughs> he just had to walk through that to get to a better or I want health. And the first thing that happens is I get a diagnosis of something horrible because I got to get through it to get to the to the get to that higher place. Since I talked to you, I've been going, I'm, I'm not at home right now, which is uh, why I'm dressed like a mountain man, because uh, I'm up in the mountains, uh, and uh, which I'm blessed to be able to do. But I've been full on Frank Capra the last 24 hours. Like I've just, I'm a movie nut, and I've just been watching a constant stream of Capra films, trying to reconnect with a sense of hope and possibility. But even those, they're these films that have like this 10 minutes of hope at the end of any Frank Capra, who's It's a Wonderful Life, if you're not right. familiar with Frank Capra, um, to, to anybody who's listening in a bunch of other amazing movies. But it's always like this 10 minutes of hope after profound upheaval. Yeah, well, that's It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, That's right, that's right. And, and But that hope is so palpable and so strong that there's this sense, if I can just ride out the whole two hours, that that 10 minutes at the end is going to transform my perspective of the world um, we also in that it, sense yeah. we also keep faith we also keep faith in our hearts that we can be agents of that change yes that we can Ugh. it's not just something that's gonna the the angel whatever the clarence whatever his name was is not just gonna deliver to us that we can be remember the angel being in, in it's a one oh yeah, yeah oh I, I remember very yeah, well yes yeah. but <laughs> if, if we can be agents of that movement I mean, we're here as co-creators. And so one of the things Absolutely. our spiritual practices do is help us maintain our readiness for that. It was, I remember a quote from Kurt Vonnegut, who said that we have to be continually jumping off a cliff and developing our wings on the way down. Yes. You know, did we know the events of last week were going to happen last week? No, but sometimes it just happens on a day we wake up and think, gosh, this is going to be a normal day. Here we are. Blam. 
So, so my question, but let me ask you a question, Melanie. So what does that look like? Like is, do you grow those? You mentioned yesterday that, that maybe our faith practices are helping us to sprout wings mm-hmm. that we then leap going, well, I know I got something going on back there. <laughs> I'm hoping that if I jump, <laughs> I feel something. that it'll unfurl. Yeah. Is that what I, that looks like? I think that's what that looks like. There's a, there's a, and I forget who it was who said, I knew this, I knew always that this would happen. I just didn't know it would be today. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a sense in all of life of like, here we are. So what does that teach us? It teaches us to do the things that you've always been talking about. Realize there is no certainty. Realize that we need to pay attention. Realize that we always need to keep our connection with the holy so that when these things happen, we can step into them with a sense of equanimity and balance. Yes. And prepare our inner soil, if you will, so that it is ready when we need it to flower. And what does it it look like? When it's flowered, what is it like we're talking about that we're being called to be the change, which is really great in conversation. But what does it look like in practice, do you think? It looks like um, that's an excellent question. For me, it looks like the ability to maintain balance to. And this, again, for me, is more aspirational than practical, because as anybody who has had conversations with me recently knows, I don't always do this but to keep our hearts open and maintain compassion, even for those with whom we disagree. And that Mm -hmm. is the hardest thing. And I have personally failed at it in the last 24 hours on several occasions. To continue to see, to continue to truly see the face of God in every face that we see. Whether Mm -hmm. it's someone we love, whether it's someone we disagree with. And that doesn't mean condone bad behavior. Because I think a part, any part of healing involves justice and reconciliation and, and a bringing together in truth. Like, yes. like the South Africa Peace and, you know, Peace and Reconciliation Commission. A vital yes. part of that was perpetrators and victims coming together and hearing what was said and what injury was inflicted and how it felt. So it's not condoning bad behavior, but it's it's keeping in mind a sense that we are all one, that we can exercise love and compassion, that we are not going to heal through hatred, and that somehow we have to move forward together in love as mm. we together figure out how that looks on the ground. I love that. I, th- I, th- I love that. I, th- I, I think, and I think it's going to happen. You know, I've talked before at, at One World about a time that I heard Andy Stanley preaching, and he was talking about that too many evangelicals are leading with judgment. Mm-hmm. They're going, you need to be behaving this way in your life, and you need to be behaving that way. And he said, we're doing it wrong. Your job is to be attractional. Your job is to live your faith so thoroughly that you're radiant. That people are saying, God, I just love being around you. You're such a light. Where yeah. does that come from? And he's like, then and only then do you even begin to talk about your faith and your notion of God. Your job is to live that first. Your yeah. job is to live that light. If you think that we're in a in a, in a time where um, hate and discord and fear 
are are having a pronounced moment my job is to answer that with love in my daily interactions but see, I, and the, the upside of that is when you that's a, a beautiful way of putting it but when you can do that and model that for other people they find it in themselves they don't change their behavior because you've put a boot up their ass they change it no. because they find it in themselves and they, they do and, yes go ahead i'm sorry no they just realize that same light is in themselves and they want it they want to live by it because they see your light they do and it's and it's such an interesting time isn't it melanie i mean this um this past week was i mean, i don't think any american of goodwill found this past week anything but um god i don't even have the adjective that's the point i mean it, it was it escaped adjectives i never thought in a million years no i would see people storming the capital mm-hmm. what i mean it 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 was it, it, and so what do you do with that when we know that it doesn't matter who's in office what has been exposed is a a dis a, a division within us a division within our own sense of reality of what's happening some of that's a function of propaganda which mm-hmm. is a problem that needs to be addressed but again i don't address that by yelling at my neighbor and telling them what you're being lied to no even if they are that's not the that's not the path i i was thinking a few things i was thinking about that for me i can be right right now but there's there is in my read of jesus try it like this in my read of jesus one of the biggest tricks is determining when is it time for me to be turning tables in the temple and when is it time for me going to be going forgive them they know not what they do yeah, yeah. when when is that spot and and the reality is i can't know it without doing it badly sometimes and and better some others but i think for me functionally it's i can be right i can stage an argument i can out talking point you i can blah, 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 blah. but what is that serving me it, am, am i wanting in my daily relationships be it at the grocery store be it with my close friends and family we're all having these little civil wars inside our families in our friends do it do i want to win my talking points or do i want to have a transformative relationship do I want to somehow heal this? There's a there's that wonderful yeah. line from Course in Miracles that says, um, "When I defend myself, I'm attacked." That it's that I, when I defend myself, I'm granting you the right to attack me. But if I don't defend myself, there's no conflict. Right. There's space for me to go. Wow, I don't see it that way. Can you help me understand how you do? Mm-hmm. It and, and because underneath that, the reality is that everybody's afraid i mean i i I told you uh you know you know my politics and i going into this administration one of the things that was jarring for me was i suddenly went my god there are 30 percent at least of my neighbors who have spent the eight years prior to this administration terrified like i am now yeah 
And, and, and that means that we're leaving each other behind somehow. So how do I create room for those conversations? How do I, Melanie, there was a conversation I was remembering. And it's going to sound like I'm tooting my horn here, but that's not the idea that, that where I was in a, this was not long after my divorce and I was back in Atlanta and I was, I had dinner with two friends of mine who I'd grown up with. We went to high school and, and together and have stayed close over the years, though we have sort of begun to diverge more and more and more ideologically over the years. And we had dinner and then we were sitting and talking and they're born again Christians. And they were interrogating me about unity and, uh, and, and the unity faith specifically, but, you know, all of us, um, uh, many paths, one God folks out here, they were interrogating me. And initially I was pop, 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 point by point coming through and hitting back. And then I, I literally had this moment on the sofa where I went, huh, is this working? And I, and I, and I asked I, I literally, I remember this vividly, just taking a second and praying and just going, show me the loving path here. And, and in that moment, I finally, I got to a point where I said, I said, hey guys, um, I'm gonna need to stop the conversation here soon, but I wanna say something to you first. It's clear to me that based on your set of beliefs, I'm going to hell. I don't mean that in a light way. You legitimately believe that because of the beliefs that I have, I'm condemning myself to hell. Mm -hmm. And you are now passionately, uh, uh, sometimes painfully and, and meanly trying to argue with me about this. But I want to honor that the reason you are is because you love me. And you don't want me to go to hell. And, and so I just want to say thank you for that. I, I, I feel how I feel. And I believe what I believe. But I'm grateful that you love me. And I want to thank you for that. And to my mind, it's making space for more of those conversations in my life right now. Right. Is what it looks like to live the values that I believe in, that I vote for, that I that I strive to, um, to to further in the world, it's in moments like that of going, oh, I can choose to just keep fighting with you, or I can choose to look at what's beneath it. You know, I, as heartbroken as I was watching people storm the Capitol, and I have many feelings about this, but there are a lot of them. They think they were trying to save you and me. Mm -hmm. they think we were under attack. That's not what's happening, but that's what they think is happening. And, mm -hmm. and so I want to create room in my own head and heart to go, I'm so sorry. That must be so scary. And if I can pull back the lens from the acute anger of this conversation and to see what I really want is. Yeah. A, that when people are in relationship with me, they know it's a, a place of safety. They know it's a place of love. They know it's a place of willingness, of listening. Mm -hmm. They know it's a place that we can disagree and go out for a beer afterwards. 
you know, uh, that, that that's, um, I lost my thread there, but the uh, quarantine brain. Um, but that that's that's that that is what I, it's it's what's the real goal. The other thing you said yesterday that really struck me was one of your responses when you are having a challenging moment with somebody else, or even in your own life, and you ask yourself, "So what else is true?" Oh yes. What else? What else about this? Yeah. Is true? Because we are so tempted to make every situation or every discussion into a single story. And we have That's, to remember that there is, there is complexity. There is complexity. And that is what, that, that is specifically what I meant when I brought up the Capitol um, riot, storming insurrection yeah. earlier this week, is that, look, I was screaming at the television. I was crying. Yeah. I, was, I was literally trying to stay near a bathroom because I didn't know if I was going to throw up. I, 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 and I was just absolutely fevered with what is mine to do here, you know, and, and, and had I, I'm so grateful in many ways I wasn't there because I don't think I would have had it in me not to answer combat with combat. Um, but what, why I brought it up earlier was to, because I, I was going, what is also true? when I'm watching these people do this. And that's, that's why I brought that up is yeah. it doesn't change my outrage. It doesn't change what I know to be right or wrong, but it, but if I want to see real change in my own life or on the larger life, it doesn't happen with anything but me doing it. You know, I, I have a podcast that yeah. I call begin by beginning. If you want something to change, you begin. That's how that's how it is. It doesn't come um, it, it, as passionate as I can be about elections and everything. It doesn't come with any candidate. The change that we seek is seeking us. The difference we want, the change that we want to have happen, only happens in our interactions. Yeah, it's the only place. It doesn't exist anywhere else. Again, we are divided. Not he. Not they. Not it, it's we. And, and so it comes back to my actions, which is great news. <laughs> you know, yeah. if, if you know this is all of your making, that means that you have some, some room to affect it. And I think what's it. clear at this point, yes, is that, that there are some fundamental, some of the fundamental tears in the fabric of our reality right now that mm -hmm. we're all living through. And that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with fundamental tears of our fabric of our reality, it's of our doing, which is great news. Well, yeah. It goes back to what we talk about all the time, which is awareness and a word mm -hmm. you used yesterday, which is willingness. Just remain yeah. willing and remain. Somebody said it the other day when we were talking about 2021, she said her watchword was going to be pay attention. I love that. If I had to come up with two words for 2021, it might be pay attention. But you had a different one. What was your word? My word was moments. Exactly. And I think yeah. that's what we're talking about. I think that both those things. So if we're paying attention for moments, yeah. you know, I, I had a, I had a moment, uh, Reverend Belly, early, early on in this where I was, I, I'll spare the details, but, but I was in a situation at, at my mechanic, who's a guy I've known for many years, where we suddenly were confronted with a diabolically different view of the world. And in that moment, in that moment, I was, I went, Ah oh, shit! This is what I've been asking for, isn't it? <laughs> all right. All right. Here's my chance. All right. 
how do I do this? You know, so it's pay attention for those moments where we're being given the opportunity to step into more of us. And and obviously we all are hoping and prayerful and that 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 there's uh, increasingly the, the predominance of moments are ones of peace and joy. But um, yeah. But, you know, pay attention for those moments. I think that that's, that's where we are. And, and, and like you said in the beginning, you were mentioning something that came up for us yesterday, that you're doing fine. You're enough. That the very, the very act of feeling any degree of churn, you general, for each of us, I would say to the, our, our, our collective mirror, that the very experience of going, ah, what can I do? Is a good sign. You're doing fine. The question in and of itself is the victory and, and the willingness. You know, one of the things that I do every day with my manifestation work is I use some Louise Hay mantras. You know, she's, she loves the, um, I love myself. I approve of myself. I trust Mm -hmm. in the process of life all as well. I'm not so good at that. The truth is there are very often that I'll be like, I love myself. And there's part of my brain going, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Keep that's saying good. it. Yeah, that's really good. You know, and so what? I, what I what I instead will often say is, I did this morning. I'm willing to allow myself to love myself. Yeah. You know, and it's just at least it's opening a, the door. A baby step. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm willing to allow myself mm-hmm. to be used in this moment. And I'm willing. I'm much willing. Anyway, I feel like we're going on a long time, and I know you got no, to get this down to. That's where we start. But listen, I just want to. I know we're going to wrap up, <laughs> but I just cannot thank you enough for coming on, for talking to us. This has been a great conversation. I really appreciate it. I you love talking to you, my the friend. Best anyway, this man. has been a joy. I really hope it's of some use, and I just really want to say to everybody: be really, really loving to yourself. Start there. That's that's where you start. Start by loving yourself. We will get through this. If you're inclined to scream good. If you're inclined to cry, good. If you're inclined to curl up in a ball on the floor, good. All of it's right on time. This, If you're not overwhelmed, you're not paying attention. This is as real as it gets, as hard as it gets. And uh, and we can rise to this. We do that. It's what we do. It's what we, we do. We will. This is what, and this is what it looks like. So yeah. anyway, thank you. All right. Thank you, Brian. Thank you again for opening yourself to that conversation just now. I hope that it was for you as it was for me, healing, transformative, um, a little bit of light in a very dark moment. If you have any thoughts, any ideas, any notions that emerged for you, I'd love to hear from you. I'm at at Yes Brian Perry on all the social media platforms. Um, And uh, you can find me at yesbrianperry.com online yes brianperry.com online so until the next episode uh please be safe be good to each other we are each other's keepers in this socially distance mask wash your hands get the vaccine when you can do all the things we are going to make it through this night and we are going to do that by being a light in one another's lives so you're doing just fine okay go easy on you You're doing fine. We're all figuring this out as we go. More soon. Until then, be good to you and to each other. Bye.